Welcome to another episode of Solo BG Podcast. My name is Derek, and if this is your first time in the show, welcome. I'm very happy, very excited to be here with all of you for another episode. This is episode number 98, and what a special one. I always say this, welcome to a special one, but what a special one because we have a big, big, huge announcement for the podcast that makes me very happy Uh, makes me very proud at the same time, and it's all thanks to all of you amazing listeners, and you should be proud of this accomplishment as well, uh, because all of you that have supported the show since the beginning, all of you that are listening on the other side of the speaker, either here in U.S., either in England, uh, either in Australia, either in Japan, either in uh, Mexico, either in Chile, Argentina, España, uh, wherever you listen, All this is thanks to you, Canada. Why not? We have some listeners in Canada as well. It's a beautiful country. I love it. Uh, I had a great time when I was there, actually, not too long ago before COVID, on 2019, I believe it was. Uh, and I remember I love Putin. You know, Putin, the fries and gravy. I love it. Cheese curds. Um, and I had a blast in Toronto and in Niagara Falls. Anyway, uh, I'm taking the subject that way. But anyway, the big announcement is that since this episode, starting this episode... It's the first time that we record uh, working together under the umbrella, I guess, if you want to call it that way. Uh, not the umbrella from Corporation from Resident Evil. No, not that umbrella. Uh, I'm talking about the Dice Tower Network. Solo BG Podcast is now officially a part of the, of the Dice Tower Network. And that makes me very happy. Uh, it was announced by Tom Basel uh, on the Summer Spectacular a couple of weeks ago. They're still on YouTube if you want to Google it. Summer Spectacular 2021 from, from the Dice Tower. And over there, there were all of them, of course. Mike Delicio, C. Garcia, Tom Vaso, uh, Roy Kennedy. Everybody was there. And a bunch of other great uh, podcasters and YouTubers that uh, all together, you know, we do the... I say we do now, the, the Dice Tower Network. And I'm very happy that this is the first episode after the announcement that we recorded and because it's a special one i mean why not i mean this is just a huge huge accomplishment uh this is gonna be an episode where i'm not gonna have any guests and actually i'm gonna talk about my two recent favorite games favorite 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 games and one of them it's probably my top one solo game at this moment and cooperative as well and this is interesting because if you've been hollow if you've been following the recent shows the recent episodes i've been doing a series of interviews you know with designers uh with content creators with with friends of the industry and of the hobby uh board gamers itself uh and for this episode 98 of course i wanted to make it special just because it was the announcement of the dice tower network but also to mention my favorite solo game Ever. So this is it. This is the episode where I'm going to say this is episode 98. Next episode has already been recorded and I just recorded actually yesterday. Uh, the time of this uh, episode when I'm recording right now, it's, let me check on the phone right now. It's July the 19th, 2021. Uh, and uh, yesterday we recorded episode 99, uh, which I don't want to spoil you with who it is, but it's an amazing guest. Also a big solo gamer, a huge sensation on the Facebook Uh, social media, I guess. And he even has his own hashtag, you know, trending topic. And he also recently adopted another uh, solo board game podcast. So you probably get the hints of who I'm talking about. Anyway, he will be with us 
on episode 99. And then episode 100 has already been recorded as well with one of my good friends, uh, which is huge, huge, huge in the content creator universe of solo board gamers. So with that being said, let's start with this episode number 98 again. The introduction of Solo BG Podcast to the Dice Tower Network. And I'm super happy. And you should be as well because this accomplishment, it's yours. And it's thanks to you, all of you fantastic, amazing, beautiful friends, listeners, and most importantly, board gamers. So like always, let's start in three, two, one. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Okay, so now we are officially episode 98, Solo BG podcast part of the Dice Tower Network. If you want to support the show, there's many ways that you can do it. One, of course, is following us in our social media. That always helps a lot to keep growing. Please uh, follow us on Instagram at SoloBG Podcast, at Twitter at SoloBG Podcast, Facebook, SoloBG Podcast, give us a like, and you can subscribe through the different platforms where we stream the episodes uh, to our podcast. Now you can find this episode, of course, at the thedicetowernetwork.com or the thedicetower.com. Uh, you can also find this episode on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, uh, Pandora, you name it. It's everywhere. And please, wherever you listen through, uh, just hit that subscribe button. Also, if you are listening in iTunes, it will really help if you can, you know, give us a Five-star review, why not? I mean, I won't complain. And if you want to write down uh, your review of the show, that always help. You know, every feedback, I take it with all my heart, and I always try to do better. Uh, you can also shoot us an email at solobgpodcast at gmail.com. There you go. Many ways that you can reach out to me and support the podcast as well. Now, most importantly, if you want to get some cool games for yourself, you can go to kickstartedgames.com. That's kickstarted with E-D. Kickstartedgames.com. And if you use the code SOLOBG, altogether SOLOBG, you will obtain 15% off from your total purchase. That's right. 15% off from your total purchase. Uh, kickstartedgames.com, SOLOBG, the promo code. And if you spend $100 or more, you get free shipping in the U.S. That's another way that you can support the show and also get some cool games for you. Now, on this episode, like I mentioned on the introduction, I'm going to talk about two games. One, I'm going to spoil you right now, uh, is Destinies. Destinies by Lucky Dog Games. Uh, my good friend, AZ, uh, he sent me a copy, a review copy from Destinies by Lucky Dog Games. And and is, this game is designed by uh, Michael, uh, I hope I pronounced it correctly, Galobayowski. Uh, I guess it was, I was close. And Philip Milunski. Uh, so, yeah. They're the designers of Destinies. We're going to talk about Destinies. It's a game that has been creating a lot of fuss around the uh, board gaming universe. And I will tell you all about it. Also, we're going to talk about my top one game ever for solo and cooperative. Oh, my goodness. I love this game. If you are a supporter of the show, which means that you've been listening to some of my episodes, you probably get the hint of which game I'm talking about. But not yet. 
Not yet. You will find out in a little bit. I also wa I want to tell you what I've been playing recently because actually I've been a little bit busy. I have to confess, I've been uh, so busy with my personal life. And I'm sorry for what I'm going to say because this is like an insult to the board gaming universe. But I've been playing a lot of video games recently. Uh, I've been playing... I just bought uh, Resident Evil, the bundle for the PlayStation. And I've been playing a lot of those. I'm, I'm almost done with Resident Evil 2, which is actually one of my favorite games ever. And the remastered version is very cool. Uh, and I just did it because I just received the Kickstarter pledge of Resident Evil 3, uh, the board game. I own Resident Evil 2 already. Uh, both by Steamforge Games and the license, of course, by Capcom. Uh, and as I was opening my pledge of the Kickstarter of Resident Evil 3, I got some disappointment over there, but at least I try to motivate myself with the video game. But anyway, I mean, the gameplay is fun, you know? So I don't think I have done the episode yet on Resident Evil, but I will do very soon, and I will try to do something uh, comparing both games. But anyway, what I've been playing recently... It's, first of all, my favorite game that I was talking a little bit, but i also been playing Groundhog Day, the game, the Groundhog Day. Remember that uh, movie with Bill Murray about the Groundhog over there, uh, Philip? I think it was Phil, 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 over there in Pennsylvania. Well, I played the game. You cannot play it solo. I actually uh, just play like a mock solo game just to see how it was. And then I play a cooperative because it's a real-time game where you're basically trying to uh, put uh, different cards kind of like in a sequential order. Um, not exactly like following the numbers, but like, you know, in ascending or descending order. And it's a very fun game where you had to cooperate with each other without talking too much because there's uh, limited communication. But the art on the on the cards is very, you know, uh, I guess cartoonish, but of course related to the movie. And it's a movie that I actually enjoy a lot every time I see it. I have to confess that that's one of my dad's favorite movies. So um, I actually sent him the picture of the game. He's in Texas, and I was he was like, well, I mean, we need to get together soon and that way we can play that game because I know he's not a board gamer. I mean, I have introduced him some to some games already, and he has enjoyed most of them. Like uh, we, I played with him Watergate, which is one of my favorite two-player games ever. Uh, you know, the Richard Nixon uh, versus the, the press. The theme does not is not very appealing to me, but the game is fantastic. Uh, highly recommended uh, for a two-player, um, you know, I guess nice game evening. Uh, and I played with him, and he enjoyed it. And now I'm looking forward to play with him the Groundhog Day because once again, it's a very fun cooperative game, real time. Uh, I usually am not a huge fan of real times, but that that one actually leave uh, a good impression on me. I also play another game that I bought blindly. You know that I just love to go to game stores and buy blindly <laughs> games just by the cover of the theme, which, once again, don't do that. Please don't do it. But anyway, I was in Miniature Market. I'm sorry for the sponsorship, but I was there not too long ago. And I bought a game that it was $12. So I was like, hey, it's 12 bucks. I mean, what can be wrong with this 12 bucks? And actually... Thankfully, it wasn't that bad. And I'm talking about Barker's Row. Barker's Row, I don't remember the publisher, but they are this. I don't think, I think they disappear because um, I was looking to tag them on social media and I couldn't find them. They are the same that made a game, also a horrible game, actually, that I tried not so long ago, which is Valiant versus the Universe or something like that, versus based on a comic. Um, I played that one. That one sucks. <laughs> but Barker's Row is basically a game where you're trying to. You know, um, make your crowd happy, I guess, if you want to call it. And you you basically are in one of those old circus, you know, where there's like the the lizard woman and, the, you know, the strongest guy with or the big bird guy or whatever. 
like those kind of side road attractions, basically, back in the good old days. Uh, and here, well, there's going to be some carts in the middle of the of the row, basically, which is called the Barker's Row. And then you're also going to have some carts with your hand that you're going to try to uh, match them with the suits of the carts on the Barker's Rows. And then you're going to be uh, realizing or doing attractions uh, by doing certain combos with the Barker's Row carts. And every time that you do attraction, you bring more people to your crowd, to your little bench, uh, and once you get 13 people on your bench, you win. But as you're bringing, as you're completing attraction, uh, you know it gets harder to accomplish the next one because now the number of of suits that you have to match is increased. For example, to do the first attraction, probably you will need four of the same suit to complete that attraction from your hand. But then once you complete that attraction, the next one will require you six, and so on and so forth, and eight or seven or nine or ten. Uh, but every time that you complete an attraction, you bring two guys, and eventually whoever uh, fills their, their bench first or the crowd, well, that will be the king of the circus, I guess, if you want to call it. I played two players uh, with my wife, and it was okay. It actually, it was, it was fun. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't anything, like, very bad. It was fun. Um, I can definitely see that game being more enjoyable with uh, three or more players, but definitely it's a game that is worth checking it out because... I don't think you will find, if you find it right now, it won't be that expensive. It probably will be somewhere between, I mean, at worst case scenario, 20 American dollars. And it's still a cool game. I mean, I, I don't regret buying it. It's, you know, sometimes because I buy a bunch of games that I don't need uh, and that I don't have space for it. Sometimes I buy games, I just open it, like do a couple of rounds. And if I don't like it, I just sell it. And, you know, especially when it's cheap games, I'm usually, you know, more towards that. Like, okay, let me give it a, give it a try. And if I don't love it, I just sell it uh, or give it away. But this one in particular, I actually ended up liking it. And I think I'm going to keep it. And my wife actually liked it. So I'm looking forward to bring it with friends and see what they think. Uh, and, and, you know, and give it a try. Give it a try because I think, I think it's a fun game. Uh, I'm sorry that I couldn't find the publisher you know, in Instagram or Facebook, but I don't know if they disappear or not. But anyway, that was Barker's Row. Uh, you can probably Google it over there, uh, of course, in, in the BGG or Board Game Geek, and I'm pretty sure you will find all the information. Another game that I played recently was, I already did the episode on this, but the Isle of Cats. Uh, great game, great game. I play it competitive, again, with three players, then with my wife, two players, then I play it solo again. And I feel like still my decision is that this game plays... Uh, a little bit better competitive than solo, but still it's a it's a, a very nice, solid game for solo, I mean. So if you don't have any anybody to play with, it's definitely a game that you want to have. And if you have a gaming group or you can play with your family, it's also a game that is going to bring a lot of enjoyment to the table by the City of Kings games uh, by and designed by Frank West. The Isle of Cats, it's a great game as well. And I play also an old one, an old Euro game, which is weird because you know I don't... I mean, I, my my theme is Ameritrash, but I play a Euro game not too long ago, and I'm talking about Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Lorenzo Il Magnifico, a totally Euro game. Horrible art. I mean, I don't like, I don't like the art in Euros. I mean, I know. You can tell me, Derek, whatever, it's just, you know, that's how Euros is supposed to be, and it's just because... That's the type of art and, you know, the folklore of the Euros and whatever you want to call I just don't like it. I mean, I'm sorry. I like my, my audiovisual uh, thematic games. You know, I like minis. I like to roll die, to build decks uh, of cards, of course, uh, and have adventures and play my soundtracks in the background and have crazy adventures. That's what I like. And I'm sorry, but Lorenzo Magnifico was very fun. Uh, this actually it's published by Cool Mini or not? And I was where are the minis? Where are the minis? <laughs> there were no minis over there. Um, fantastic game! I think it's it's 
a great euro. If you haven't tried it, it's worth trying it. And I actually think that I might add it to my collection. I played in a friend's house, but it was so um, such a good experience that I kind of want to get a copy now for me as well. Uh, and I also, lastly, before we jump into today's uh, games, I also played Fallout Shelter, the board game. Oh, my God, that comes in a little uh, tin can, and <laughs> kind of, right? Like a lunchbox. Um, so good, so good, very nice worker placement. You cannot play a solo, unfortunately. I don't know if it's a solo variant over there around the around the forums, but a very nice worker placement game. You know that brings some tension because you start to block some some spaces, and basically what you're trying to do is on the bunker. You're trying to build all the rooms, be the first one to build all the rooms, uh, which I think you can build like six or seven. Um, and once you build them, you score points. Uh, fallout points or happiness points or whatever you want to call it. But as as you're playing the game, you can fight bandits, you can fight raiders, find uh, sorry fight raiders. You can do many other abilities depending on the place that you go and place your worker. It's a very very fun game. I always say like I I really like Fallout uh, the board game. You know with the atomic bonds expansion, um, and I like this one a lot too. I have never played a Fallout video game. That's crazy. I love the Fallout theme. Uh, but I don't know anything about the video game. And everybody tells me, you should play the video game. They're fun, you know, and, and you will have a blast. But I just haven't. I just haven't. And really, between you and I, I'm trying to get away from video games now. Like, as, now that I finished Resident Evil 2, I want to take a break from video games and go back and immerse myself into board games like Super Strong. In that way, I can bring you more reviews, especially because after episode number 100, we're starting kicking in the next 100 episodes with a bunch of reviews of fantastic games for all of you amazing listeners. Okay, so let's talk about Destinies. That's the first time, the first game of the night, of the evening, of the morning, depending on where you're listening and what time it is. Um, and let's talk. Let's start with uh, Destinies. Why not? Destinies once again is published by Lucky Dog Games, and it's designed by Michael uh, Golibiowski and Philip Milunski. I hope I pronounced those names correctly. Uh, it's 120 to 150 minutes per session. Mm, yes. 14-year-old uh, <laughs> plus. It has some complexity. And it's one to three players. This is the this is the crazy thing for me that it's not very common to see this. Like one to three players. Right? Usually one to four, one to five, one to six. One to three players. Destinies. Uh, once again, this was a big review. Uh, I'm sorry, big disclosure. This is a review copy that our friends from Lucky Dog Games uh, sent to us and destinies the prophets speak of angel of death and his descent upon the earth to bring forth the end of days the chosen few will be given the power to shape these ordeals and bring unto others both punishment and salvation their deeds will be the testament to the will and strength of the mortal uh, and it might be, one of the reviews here in the box says, it might be the best story-driven game I ever played. Destinies is a competitive, but you can play it solo, a story-driven game of adventure and exploration mixing an app and a board game. Of course, Lucky Dog Games, they're very good at doing that. The Destiny system offers a fully story-driven app-supported RPG-like board game experience without the need of a game master. Each scenario uh, pictures a part of a vivid world full of dark stories, epic characters, and, myster and mysteries to solve. Each player takes up the role of a hero on a quest to fulfill their destiny. 
uh, and it has some reviews again. And the content that you will find inside the box, we will talk them right away, actually. Why, why not? Let's open the box. Uh, once again, for this game, you will need an app companion. You can get it on the App Store. You can get it on Google Play. You can get it on Steam. Any of those three places. And let me open the box here. Of course, I opened it before, but let's do the, let's do the audio unboxing here. Okay. So, first thing we see, it's a nice rulebook. This is, uh, like always at the reviews, I go into the rulebook a lot. This is a 16-double-sided page rulebook. Very nice, very explicit. At the back of the rulebook, you have an icons reference, which I always appreciate and love when uh, games also give you like a glossary of your round or whatever. This doesn't, but actually the rulebook is super straightforward, and I love it. Um, you don't have to go to, you know, websites or something because, uh, you know, always wondering about what if this, what if that. No, the rulebook is very straightforward. Uh, the graphics are great. Basically, it's giving you all the instructions. The app will also help that it will give you the instructions and it will basically tell you, you know, how to play, what to do, all that stuff. So then you have you have the rule the rule book there and all the concepts that you will need, the anatomy of the cards that you will need, which a lot of them or most of them will have. QR codes that you will have to scan with an app. Also, the solo mode um, that, you know, you can experience in different scenarios. Uh, you have two solo modes, which basically, just to give you an idea, it's like you're playing hard and, and, and normal. Uh, and then you get everything, all the components inside, which it's a lot of minis, of course. But they're very good quality. So what are we are going to find inside? Well, we're going to have 67 map tiles. Uh, 150 item cards, 15 destiny cards, which each destiny card basically is a different characters, and those on the reverse will have two different paths that you can take, depending on how you want to accomplish your story and how you want to pursue during the game. You get point of interest markers, you get coin tokens, you get the player boards, which they're very sturdy, very nice quality. You get six men dice, the white ones, big ones. They're very nice. I like them. They go from results from one to four. Uh, you also have experience token, trade tokens, uh, the skill marker tokens, which they're wooden, uh, nine uh, effort dice, which they're purple. They're beautiful color, purple and gold. Uh, very nice quality of dice. That's a, that's a good thing of the game. You get all the miniatures, which in total are 31 uh, which includes the play player characters, uh, the non-player uh, characters, and enemies as well. So basically, uh, you know, as I read on during the introduction of the game, uh, you're gonna start your adventure, and I'm not gonna tell you too much because once again, this is a story-driven game, and uh, I don't want to spoil you. But basically, with the help of the app, you're gonna be, well, choosing your path, choosing your story, your story. I'm sorry. And you will try to accomplish your goal. Um, you know, you will play through a campaign that it has certain replayabilities depending on the characters that you choose. So at the beginning of the game, if you choose to play solo, you're gonna play, you're gonna choose your hero. Um, you know, you're gonna get his card or her card, and you're gonna place it face up. Now, the character card will also have two QR codes depending on the path that you choose. If you choose the light, you know, it will it will tell you which goal you have to accomplish, or you choose the dark, it will tell you which goal you have to accomplish. Also. Uh, you're gonna start with some dice on your, I guess, on your playing area, uh, and you're gonna as, as, uh, preset some skill markers on your on your board, uh, which basically they represent in st strength, uh, intelligence, ability, things like that. No, you know, there's those three, um, I guess, uh, factions from from the character. So how they're gonna game play? Well, you're gonna start to take turns, uh, you know, and if you're playing in multiplayer, you're gonna be passing the device. Uh, from one to another, and um, you know you're gonna do three steps during your during your turn. You're gonna start a turn. 
That's one thing on the app. You will indicate it. It will tell you what's going on. And then you have to move. You always have to move, you know, uh, you know, to where you move. And you can always move up to two tiles away from the current position. Uh, you know, you and then you're going to select on the app where you are. And it will tell you, you know, what's going on the, the, with that explore tile. Because usually they're going to be unexplored at the beginning. You're going to explore it. You're going to populate it with, with characters, with uh, point of interest tokens, things like that. And then the last thing you can do in your turn is visit a point of interest. And then that's the mainly um, thing that you're going to do during during your round, right? Because when you visit a point of interest, uh, you will click on the app, and then you will interact with that point of interest. And it will tell you, you know, it, sometimes it will tell you to do an action, uh, or it will tell you uh, some kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. For example, I will read you something here from the rulebook. It says, you pull a lever and suddenly a trap door in the floor open it with a loud crack. I guess something like that. After just a few seconds, some mechanism triggers and the trap door starts to slowly close again. Oh no, it's closing. Uh, what do you do? Jump inside or stay where you are? So you see, this is like, this is something of the game that you have to be very on it. Like you have to be on the, on the mood of, okay, this is like a kind of like a, you know, role-playing game, basically, like a D&D without mentioning copy, copying it right, or I guess, but fine, whatever you want to call it. Um, so you're playing, and you have to be in that mood of like, okay, this is adventure, let me let me let myself immerse, in, especially if you're playing solo. I have to say, though, that the app has very cool effects that we will talk about it, of course, in my thoughts on the game. Um, then you also can do tests, and those will allow you to attempt uh, to do something harder, um, and, you know, and with random chances of success. Uh, once again... Those tests are going to be determined uh, on the different skills that you have. You have intelligence, dexterity, and power, which I call them strength, intelligence, and whatever. It's intelligence, dexterity, and power, basically. And you're going to roll the dice. And if when you roll the dice, you're going to decide uh, which ones you roll. And you're going to compare the roll result uh, to the skill marker that you are trying to accomplish. On And oh, most of them will have, once again, predetermined numbers on the skill track. Uh, and then if the number is less or equal you know, we succeed. And for each succeed, well, uh, you also, you, you score a success on the test, right? So if you roll three dice and, and both of them or, 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 yeah, both of them are below the skill level, well, you you basically, you had two successes and you will put in the app and it will tell you uh, what, what's going on, right? It could change the storyline you can get experience points, you can gain items, uh, you can gain or lose skills, things like that. So, and those skill trees are going to be moving during the game, in that way, it will be easier for you to accomplish uh, different different te different uh, tests. I'm sorry. Then the item cards will also play an important role because you will be scanning with the device with the QR code, and it will tell you what's going on. Uh, you know, for example, if you want you want to ask somebody about your destiny, you can ask. You you scan the 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 QR code, and it will tell you basically what what to do. Right. You also can trade it items. You can scan or test. Um, you can you know, at the at the at the end of the game, you will eventually face the final interaction, uh, which that happens once you fulfill the requirements uh, to for this, right? And, and of course, you will choose at the beginning of the game which path are you gonna take, the light or the dark, um, or the dark side, basically. And once you fulfill the requirements, you're gonna do that final encounter, and if you are able to succeed, then you are the winner. So basically, it's like a race if you're playing uh, competitive. If you play, if you're playing solo. You don't have to worry about that race because it's you, but you only gonna have on the app certain number of rounds. Um, for example, on the first solo game that you might play, it will you will have to explore a lot. Um, 
and you just want to have a certain number of rounds, and it's most likely possible that you will lose, which is fine because you're just starting your own adventure. Then you play again, and you will try to avoid the same mistakes that, that you did on the past, basically. And that's how, how basically it is. It's a very, uh, uh, you know, I, I cannot spoil you too much with the story, but it's a very strong thematic adventure uh, RPG stylish game. Now, what do I like about Destinies? I like about Destinies that it's very immersive, and I like that. I really appreciate that. I think it's an immersive game. I think the the stories are very well developed. Um, I think it's challenging, which is always good. Uh, and of course, the theme the theme is there, so the game is thematic, the story is there, uh, and it's immersive. Challenging, like I mentioned, it is challenging. Uh, even in multiplayer, uh, in a multiplayer mode, it's still challenging as well. And that's something that I actually like a lot as well, because that also adds the replayability, which is the next point. Replayability. The game has a decent amount of replayability by going by the characters. Now... I will tell you in a little bit what I don't like from the base game. But anyway, let, let me keep talking. Um, replayability is there more, more for the competitive side than the cooperative side. Um, also, the minis, the minis are great, even if they're very small, uh, because you basically can, uh, you have to fit them on the tiles, which I will talk about the tiles in a little bit. Uh, they're very good quality, and there's a big one, like the Angel of Death, uh, the Angel of Death miniature. Oh my God, it's 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 great. It's it's beautiful, and uh, the inserts—that's another very nice thing. The inserts from the from the base game are cool. Everything has his their own space, and I love that. That tells me that uh, they invest a lot of love on the game, on the production of the game, at the time of designing every little single aspect. And when you have trades for every single thing, man, that's a plus. I love it. Uh, what else? What else? The app, it has a very cool sound effects. The app is very friendly, uh, nothing crazy. And even the background music is great. You know that for me, a big thing is the soundtracks in the way I can let myself immerse in the game. This one, I don't need to play a soundtrack, to be honest, because it's great. The music is great. And actually, when you go to certain places, like when you go to a church or to a library or, or certain part in the town, I like how they put the background sounds. And it's like, if you're in the church, it sounds like a church, you know, like, people on the back, you know, talking or praying or something, and you can hear the bells and stuff. It's pretty cool. Then you go to a tavern and you can hear the people, you know, laughing and having a good time and, you know, the the, the mocks, you know, choking to each other, I guess, hitting each other. Uh, you know, like you can picture a bunch of dwarves over there having a, a bunch of ales. Uh, so there, there you go. I mean, that the app really helps to bring the immersiveness to the game. Uh, things that I don't like about Destiny is, well, first of all, the replayability on the solo mode, it's very low. It's low because the, the, the replayability will be based on which characters you want to play and different paths that you're going to take. But the main story, the two scenarios, they will be the same. They will be the same two scenarios. Uh, same things. Uh, what it will change is how you accomplish your story, which is still okay. But at the same time, I feel like it's limited for the base game. Now, there's some expansions already out there that, of course, they will bring more replayability on that aspect, but you know, that's the thing that the replayability from the base game still for solo, it's a little limited so the game of course was designed uh, to be a competitive but I guess because of the market and the huge, huge, huge amount of players that we're becoming every day of solo on the solo gaming universe, the companies have to pay attention to that and designer as well so, uh, so there's that now, is it hard for Destinies to release expansions exclusively through the app? I don't think so. I think it will be easier for Lucky Duck games uh, because, once again, you can just 
release another expansion on the app. You don't have to deliver anything physical. And you can do more stories. And, and I think that would be great. And I hope Destiny's aims for that. Now, once again, talking about the base game exclusively, the replayability for the solo mode, it's a little bit limited. The other thing that I didn't appreciate too much that I can, once again, I can see why, but it's just, it feels feels different. Uh, the tiles, the main tiles where you're going to, which the ones you're going to be creating the map, they're basically like very similar to paper, very thin uh, tiles. And they're in a weird uh, size that I don't think you can sleeve them. And if you can, please share some pictures and share with me the brand of sleeves. But so you have to be careful with those ones. And I get it because they, they give you a bunch in that way you can explore the whole land. And if you play competitive, all the scenarios, well, of course, and you play the campaign, I mean, it will be uh, more immersive and you're going to be exploring a huge map eventually. But once again, I don't know. I, I wish it could be a little bit more they could be a little bit more thicker a uh, little bit better material but hey that's just my impressions right i think that's another thing that i didn't love per se from destinies now if i rather play this game solo or competitive i think i think destinies really shines uh in a competitive way i think it really shines with competitive it's very fun it's basically you have the pressure not only for the story and and which path are you going to take but also the pressure that the other players, you know, they can basically accomplish their destiny before you. So that also brings a lot, some tension to them, to the game. Now, do I think it plays bad solo? Not at all. I actually enjoy it a lot solo as well because the app does a very good job by adding this tension or that tension by having you a certain with a certain number of rounds that will create or will simulate that tension of other players accomplishing their destinies before you. So... With that being said, I think I like it slightly better competitive, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad solo game. Actually, matter of fact, uh, from rating from 0 to 5 to this game, I think that to this game, I will give it a strong and solid 4. 4 out of 5. I think it's a great game. Actually, when we were talking about the time at the beginning, every time that I play solo, I play like for an hour or probably 70 minutes. So it wasn't that long. And it was great, you know. It was great to to feel how the story gets uh, keeps evolving, how your character keeps evolving as well, uh, how uh, the the choices that you make kind of, you know, then it ha they have consequences down the road, and the paths that you take will also have take will have consequences down the road. So, I think I think that aspect really really brings something different with Destiny because you have games from Fantasy Flight games, for example like Lord of the Rings and Manchester Madness, which is one of my favorite games, that they also have an app-driven and, and, you know, they kind of, they're kind of telling you the story. But the fact that you can interact a little bit more scanning the QR codes of Destiny, which I didn't mention, you have to you scan a lot of QR codes over there. Um, but actually, it's not that bad. So, um, you know, I love Chronicles of Crime, for example, from Lucky Dog Games. And Chronicles of Crime, some people love, some people don't. But Destiny's, it has a smoother mechanic, per se. And the dice checking on the on the skills and stuff, it actually does a great combination between a board game, an RPG, and an app-driven game. So I think it's great. I think it's great. I think a, a, a solid 4 out of 5. I think it's a great, uh, you know, score for the game. I think it's a game that I will recommend for solo players as well. Just keep in mind the replayability will be a little bit low. The art on the game is great as well. The aesthetics 
the cards are great. I mean, the once again, the art is is nice, and the 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 aesthetics and the miniatures is nice as well. It will be challenging to paint those more ones, but uh, but we will do our best. The app will tell you which which mini to take actually, and that way you don't get confused. So which which is this guy? The app will tell you, hey, is this mini? Um, but um, but yeah, Destinies there is from Lucky Dog Games four four out of five. Definitely check it out. If you have a group of friends, once again, if you want to play competitive, it will be great. Everybody will like it. If you're just playing solo, I think you will have an, you have will have a good time as well. Just keep in mind, once again, the replayability will fall into having different adventures with different characters, unless you get the expansions. And of course, we hope that Lucky Dog Games will be releasing more digital expansions for the game as well. In that way, that will be easier just to purchase those from your app. Uh, wherever you're playing, either on your on your cell phone or on your iPad. So that's that's Destinies from Lucky Dog Games. Now, are you ready <laughs> for uh, for me to tell you about the next game? Let me tell you the story. About three years ago, two years and a half ago, I saw that all the backers were playing these games like crazy. Uh, all the backers. They were very immersed in the game. There were famous, famous Facebook groups around about the game, uh, sharing the minis, sharing pictures of the game, of their adventures. Even one of my good friends, Mark Dainty, uh, when he started his channel, Notboard, uh, Notboard Gaming, it was one of the first games that he reviewed. And I think, I honestly think that this is the game that probably really pushed him into the solo universe. And I feel like if somebody plays this game, I actually witness it. If somebody plays this game that is not in board games, in the hobby, I mean, right? But somebody teaches this game to uh, a random person. There's a lot of chances that that person will become a huge fan of the hobby and even became a solo board gamer. That was two years and a half ago. Uh, about a year ago, I backed this game. I went all in. Um, and I didn't, I didn't went for the sun drop. That's what they call appreciated miniatures. I didn't, just because at that time I had a friend that uh, my good friend Anthony. That sometimes he very kindly paints some minis for me, and I just you know give him some commission. So I thought, well, I'm not gonna do appreciate. In that way, once I get them, I can give them to him. I went all in on the game, just based on the reviews from different uh, solo board gaming universe personalities, I guess. Then, once I backed it, I did it the wrong way, once again. Once I backed it and went all in, I started to watch videos of it. And that was it. I have never been so hyped, so hyped, for a Kickstarter campaign. I have never spent that much money for a game not only on a Kickstarter campaign, on any game, not even on PlayStation 5, which I have. I expend that, that amount of money. Um, to this point, I don't regret. And I haven't opened all the boxes. Probably by this point, you know, if you were listening to my previous episodes, that this is a game that I was expecting like crazy, that I love the theme, that I love the movies that it's based on. I don't care. I don't care if they say that's not the game, it's not the license. That's the license. I don't care. There's no way that it's not. Um, and even 
Some other games that have the license, they do a good job, but nothing as near of this. Nothing as near of this. And I also think that this game, in reality, is not a board game. It's even something else. Um, this game that I'm going to tell you about, it's published by Awaken Realms. Uh, they are very well known by another game that I love, This War of Mine, which also Galacta Games publish it. Uh, they also are known by Tainted Grail, another super epic game that I haven't finished. A uh, very fun game that I actually enjoy a lot. They uh, also are the publishers. How what is the <laughs> about the one with the dreams? Oh man, I'm waiting for that Kickstarter as well. What is it called? Why, why, why did I forgot not right now at the time of the recording? It will come to me. It will come to me later on. Um, but anyway, huge company production uh, on minis, and just as a as a face hugger. From the movie Aliens, just as a face hugger can go in your face, it went in my face, it hugged me, it infected me, and it came from the inside of my guts. And of course, <laughs> I'm talking about Nemesis, Nemesis from Awakened Realms, and designed by Adam. Kwapinski, I hope I pronounced it correctly. Kwapinski or Kwapinski or Kwapinski. I call it Kwapinski. Yeah, let's do it in Spanish. Uh, Awaken Realms, Nemesis. And, of course, as well, distributed by Rebel Games. I'm sorry. If anybody says that they own the license of Aliens, they don't. They don't. They just think they are. They, they think they own the license. And they think they did a deal with 20th Century Fox. And, and they think they released an Aliens game. But they really didn't. Because this is Aliens game. And I love the movies. And I love the theme. And I love the soundtracks. And I love every single thing of the franchise. And guess what? I love every single thing of the game. There's a lot of reviews of Nemesis out there. A lot of it, my friends. There's a lot of YouTube videos, playthroughs, unboxings. There's a lot of podcasts that they already talk about Nemesis. And they tell you how it plays. And they tell you what you find inside. And they tell you the components. And they tell you all those things. In my case, I want to do something a little bit different. I want to tell you, Nemesis, it's probably the only, from all my board gaming experience, adventure experience it's the only game the only board game that I will call cinematic board game there's nothing else to say about Nemesis you could like it you could love it you can hate it but you cannot disagree with me that is the most cinematic board games it's hard for me to do a review about Nemesis, actually. Because the fact that I like it so much, the fact that I was so hyped, the fact that it really blew my mind the first time that I played it. I don't think 
there's of course certain ways that I can talk and say like, well, you know what, this is probably a flaw in the game. Yes, the game has actually indeed. It does. This is the weird part. It probably has a lot of flaws, <laughs> a lot of it. But I think like with Nemesis, where we're trying to do the review, we're missing the point of trying to review it as a board game when it's a cinematic board game. With that being said, when you're going to jump into Nemesis, you have to know what you're going for. You have to know that, yes, it could be fun, but it will be painful at the same time. You have to know that you have to be committed. You have to know that you're going to embark yourself into the middle of the space in the Nemesis ship. And you need to know that when you're playing, you and your crewmates are waking up and one of the crewmates that live Earth with you and that it was in the hibernation sleep is dead already. And his body is there. And you see it full of uh, of, of blood. Uh, Slam, I think it's called. Uh, you know, the aliens, I guess, saliva, <laughs> I guess you want to call it, uh, acid. You need to know that by that. My friend, this is not a ticket to ride. This is not a Castles of Burgundy. This is not a destiny where, oh, we're going to go into adventure. And yes, I'm going to pick up, you know, this beer that is going to give me energy. And then, oh, I, there's a there's a dwarf over there. Hey, friend, whatever. No, 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 no. Here, you're not going to go to the church and pray. Here, you're not going to go and talk to somebody because of a point of interest. Here you are there. And here, you're going to make noise. And the worst part is that the aliens and the queen and the face huggers or larvae, they call it larvae, they're face huggers. Come on, give me a break. They're going to hear you. They're going to hear you. And they're going to go after you. And they're going to try to kill you. And if they don't kill you, they're going to infect you in that way. Everything will start to go to a succeed for them. I guess they're trying to be the dominant species in space. And it will start to go south for you. The premise that I told you that we wake up and our crewmates, we're, all st- we're still looking at each other and there's a body there. That's the premise of Nemesis. And I know you know this probably at this point because you have seen videos, Right? But once again, this is not a review of the game. This is a this is a, a conversation between you and I of the mo- about the most cinematic board game. Okay, when people review this game and they say like, "Oh, it's too long," and and you know it has downtime between turns, you are playing a movie. You want to have fun? Go and play Ticket to Ride. Go and play Castles of Burgundy. Hell, go and play Lorenzo the Magnifico. Review those. That's great. Isle of Cats. I love it. Yeah. You know what? You want to play? No, no, no. But I mean, I'm talking about, I want to play a complex, you know, solo corporate game. Play Mage Knight. There you go. Knock yourself out. You are playing a cinematic. You're, you're, you are one of the crew members. You are there. So when you jump into Nemesis, you have to be in that mood. And you have to let yourself go. Otherwise, you won't enjoy it. It will be a bad movie for you. Because even... Even if it's a bad movie and you ended up dying, if you let yourself immerse on that adventure, my friends, 
my gentlemen, my ladies, you will enjoy it. Because there's characters for everybody. There's the medic, the female medic. She's a badass trying to solve everybody else. Trying to hate, help and save everybody else. You have the you have the bounty hunter with Laika, the dog. Which interesting fact, Laika was the first dog in space that the Russians sent. Uh, and if I say something wrong, please correct me, uh, my friend from Russia. But they sent that dog, and nobody, nobody went and picked her up, or she never came back. And that was Laika. That was the first, um, you know, animal in space, and they bring it to Nemesis. So you see, you see the immersiveness on the game already. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's crazy. You have all these facts, you know, all the all the the the, the investment that Awakened Realms and the designer put into the game to develop this. All right, you're gonna have your turns. Well, you're going to have a nice, mecha nice mechanism of deck building-ish cards. You're going to have 10 cards and that's it. And if you want to do certain actions, you're going to start to discard those actions. If you, in those cards, I'm sorry, you have basic, basic actions like moving, picking up weapons, trading, uh, things like that. Uh, you can do actions from cards by discarding the same amount of cards that the action said. You're going to pick up items. Eventually, you're going to search and you're going to try to find some weapons. You need to find some weapons because with your bare hands, you won't survive. And when you use them, you have to use cards as well. So that mechanism, that mechanism is there, and it's a very cool mechanism. The game has a cool mechanism of that. But once again, we cannot review that because Nemesis is different. Nemesis, I will say it again, and probably you're tired of hearing me, it's a cinematic board game. Now, of course, since we're talking about the cinematic, we have to have that cliffhanger, that tense. And this is what I love the most from Nemesis. If, if you, you that are driving right now, that are sitting, listening to my voice, that are running, listening to my voice, that are, that you are, that are at the gym right now, doing some exercise, listening to my voice, pretending that you're in the treadmill of the, the treadmill that is on the Nemesis ship, actually, and you're running there, or you're in the, in the, in the bicycle, you know, from there, or you are, uh, you know, when you're driving, you're probably, uh, you know, manipulating some computer on the, on the machine, on the, on the, on the ship that are trying. So you that are there, with your friend that is beside you, and me, we woke up on the ship. We can do this two different ways. We can do it fully cooperative, or we can do it competitive. If we do it competitive, we all gonna have a secret objective. That secret objective might as well could be to make sure that the ship lands to uh, lands in Earth, and make sure that the tree survives, the three of us, right? But it also could be that you wanna kill me, or you wanna kill your friend. And you want to examine their body for some crazy reason. Or could be that your objective is to bring the alien queen in that way she can destroy us. Or it could be that your objective will be to destroy the ship with everybody on board. That, if you want to play the highly punishment movie of Nemesis. If, <laughs> if we want to be on the same team since the beginning... We can share cooperative objectives. 
and we can try to see each other's goals to help each other in this difficult task of surviving on the space. And then after that, after we fulfill our objectives, we'll still need to make sure that everything else is okay in order to accomplish the mission. And when I mean everything else, I mean different things. For example, we need to make sure if we're going to stay on the air and then on the ship and we're going to go to hibernation, we need to make sure that on the cockpit of the ship, the coordinates are taking us to Earth, the autopilot. Because if we fulfill every objective and we survive and we go to hibernation, if when we check the coordinates and the ship is not going to Earth and is going to deep space or to Mars or somewhere worse, we lose the game. Now, if we accomplish our objectives, we go to sleep, we take our sweet dreams over there after dealing with disgusting awful aliens, and we see that the ship is going to Earth, you might think, Derek, we did it, man. We just freaking did it. Well, now, we had to make sure that the engines on the rear area of the ship are also working. Because remember, my friends, this is a huge ship, and we have three engines, and we have to make sure that the two of them, at least, are working fine. When we reveal those uh, tough engines, and two of them are not working fine, my friends, we're going to die in our sleep, and the ship is going to explode, because it's going to fail. So we need to make sure that besides completing, completing of objectives, we need to make sure that those engines are working and are and check on the cockpit that we're going through Earth. Oof, Derek, we accomplish the objectives. The ship is going through Earth. The engines are working fine. We accomplish everybody with our objectives. We're alive. And we went to sleep. Remember when I told you that those disgusting aliens, face huggers, the queen, they were trying to kill us or infect us? Infect us. Infect us. Every time that they did a scratch, or most likely every time they did a scratch or something, or that a face hugger went into your face and went inside of your body, you got a contamination card that now, at this point, most likely, each one of us, we have two or three of those cards that we don't know if those cards are infected or not. So now we have to scan them with a little device that the game includes to scan, to scan those cards. And we will start to scan one by one. If one of us has a little warm inside our bodies, is going to eventually explode from your abdomen, it's going to become the little prince from the queen, and we're all dead. It's going to kill everybody on the hibernation room. So, we lost the game. Derek, we were able to accomplish our objectives. The ship is going through Earth. The engines are working fine. And we are not infected, my friend. 
then sweet dreams sleep well sleep tight because when we open our eyes we will be in our beautiful homes in Indianapolis Indiana and getting ready for the next Gen Con of 2021 that's on the best case scenario <laughs> now Derek the problem is that when we were on the ship it starts to went to self-destruction then my friends I don't care about the cockpit where we're going I don't care about the engines where we're going and all I care is for us to get into escape pods which each escape pod can only hold two of us so one will have to go to the east side of the ship and one to the west side. In that way, two of the west side, I'm sorry, to one of the east or vice versa. In that way, we can get in escape pods. If we're able to flee the ship and we don't have contamination cards or not positive infected contamination cards and we accomplish our objectives, then we win the game. So, Derek, you may think, if we play for three hours this game. Well, let me rephrase. If we live this cinematic board game for three hours and we lose, what do we take home? The suffering of the story that we had aboard the Nemesis? Not yet, my friends. Because <laughs> on the Kickstarter, you had the expansion. I'm pretty sure you can find it as well in the retail version. Uh, on some gaming stores, of the Aftermath. So the Aftermath, it's a completely minigame, a different minigame, where, um, let's say, we'll, we died on the ship, we choose another characters, and another ship, the Aftermath, comes to the Nemesis to explore what happened, because the Nemesis is stranded on space. And my friends, just like the movies, in space, no one, I repeat, no one can hear you scream. My friends, that was uh, my, my um, it's hard for me to call it a review, but my, my impressions on Nemesis, what I described. Nemesis, it's everything and nothing at the same time. Uh, Nemesis, it's a game that, a, a cinematic game that you will love or hate. Nemesis, so far for me, it's my favorite, by far, my favorite solo board game out there. Uh, I don't have any problem playing the game because I know what I'm jumping in. And when I'm playing with my friends, I'm telling them, what are you jumping in? Just like I mentioned, this is not Ticket to Ride. This is not uh, Castles of Burgundy. This is not Machinite. This is not um, Lord of the Rings. This is not Matches of Mana. This is something different. Um, uh, the only thing that I can compare it is once again, even, even some video games, I don't think a lot of them, they don't achieve the level of immersiveness that Nemesis brings. I cannot tell you how happy I am to get all the pledge. It's not like Awakened Realm sent me anything, to be honest. All the contrary, I paid every single penny of the product and I love it. And I don't regret. I paint most of the meetings myself because I didn't want to waste time sending it to my friend because I wanted to play it as soon as possible. I didn't want to wait until I got the mini, the uh, you know, the minis painted. I paint them. I started watching some YouTube uh, videos and I start to do it myself. 
and I loving it, playing the music in the background and stuff. There's an app that you can use. I don't recommend it. I think the game is great as it comes with all the deck of cards that you will find inside the game. It's an epic game. It will occupy a lot of space. Minis are great. Of course, it's Awakened Realms, and there's that. That's Nemesis. Uh, I didn't want to waste time uh, talking to you about the box, which is humongous, or, or, or the quality of the components, which is, they are great, or, 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 or how is it played, because once again, there's a lot of at this point, there's a lot of videos that they do playthroughs. There's a lot of podcasts that they um they tell you all about the game. I just wanted to tell you what I feel every time that I'm playing. And what I describe to you is every time that I'm playing. Um, this is a game that, of course, I can bring every night. And at the same time, it can wait. Because I know that whenever I bring, it, whenever I bring this game, it's going to offer me the same excitement as every single time. Even if I play just the base game, the replayability is huge because every movie will be different. Every story will be different. The game will evolve differently every single time. Um, the expansions that I got uh, is the Aftermath expansion, which is uh, the one that I mentioned to you. The Void Series expansion, so far the ones that I have received. Uh, the Carnomorph expansion, the Terrain expansion, and of course the Untold Stories 1 and 2, which those ones are campaign uh, based driven games, uh, which is they're very cool. You're gonna be reading a comic. They're gonna be telling you the story of the Nemesis, and you're gonna play the game. <sighs> I don't know what else to say. From zero to five, a five. It's a five out of five for me. Um, it was everything that I was expecting. I hear a lot of comments about the game of people that they don't like it because uh, it can be too long. Yes, and it's not a problem for me. As long as I'm enjoying it, it's not a problem if it's a six-hour game. Uh, which is not. Um, do I rather play this game solo or competitive? By far, solo. It's still good competitive, though. It's still worth it. But just keep in mind that somebody could be out of the game two hours early before the rest. And sometimes that's not, that's not very fun. But at the same time, it's a cinematic game. So that same person can still have a blast just watching what's going on. Because their roles are going to be tense, the actions are going to be tense, and the most, the more the game goes on, the more tense it gets. It gets. Um, but definitely cooperative. On the downside, there has has some flaws, of course. It has some flaws. And and in if I would review it as a game, as any game like any other game, of course, this game with the flaws probably the rating will be will be lower. But uh, for example, one thing that I hope they change is that the objective for the cooperative version is just just a few. So if you play it over and over, you will have the same objectives. But once again, the story will evolve very differently, very, very differently every time. So I hope they can bring more objectives for the solo and cooperative scenario. And I start to see like the community, they actually enjoy playing it solo and cooperative way more than the competitive because it's hard by itself. And imagine trying to somebody to backstab you. It's like, man, give me a break. Uh, so... So there is, you wanted to know, I think it was fair. I'm asking all my guests their top five games ever. I'm giving you my number one, Nemesis, Nemesis, and for the third time, Nemesis, my friends. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that now Solo BG Podcast is a part of the Dice Tower Network. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please share it with your friends. Please subscribe, like I mentioned before. Please following us in social media because that really helped us to keep growing reach out to me i always love to hear from you uh and that way we can talk about games as well tell me if you like or didn't like nemesis why not uh and and tell me about destinies as well 
Once again, Nemesis, my first five out of five game. And I don't think anybody will come and check it out. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. I hope they do. I hope some gay do because that's where we're in this hobby. But um, uh, yeah, so that's it. Episode 98, uh, Destinies and Nemesis, Dice Tower Network, Solo VG Podcast. What an episode, my friends. What an episode. Um, thank you so much. And like always, remember. For victory, go tell your friends. Next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop.